Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Carol Tunnel Better Parenting Show. For the next hour, be prepared to be blown away as Carol shares some amazing tips and how-tos that are guaranteed to revolutionize your parenting experience. Each week, Carol brings her innovative, hands-on approach to parenting using the unique model of energy profiling, her vast knowledge of natural healing methods, and her passion and drive to help you become the best parent you can be. Carol's hope is that you will be able to say, I am a better parent thanks to Carol Tuttle and what she teaches. Carol is the mother of five grown children who all turned out to be pretty amazing people and are now becoming parents of their own, giving Carol the chance to become an even better grandparent. Welcome to today's show. morning. I welcome all of you to the Child Whisper Show. I've recently changed the name of the show due to the release of my book, The Child Whisper, and it is time to get a new intro and outro to this show. I keep forgetting. I think of it every time I listen to that, and I think, ah, I've got to get on that. So welcome. If you're new to this experience, um, please make sure you've read The Child Whisper. You can learn about that book at thechildwhisperer.com. It's really important that you... um, to get the full value out of this show and all the resources that I have around the Child Whisperer, that the book is the core of that experience. And it's a beautiful book, and it will be life-changing for you. I'm really confident about that. Also, well, invite you to join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Child Whisperer. We've had already th- over 3,000 people join that community. And I love the fact that we are creating community. Thank you for that. I'd also like to mention our Facebook groups that are specific for each of the four types of children, the fun-loving child, the sensitive child, the determined child, and the more serious child. And I'd like to speak to that uh, briefly. I am the overseer of those pages and groups. I have invited four beautiful and amazing women to and moms to be the administrators of those pages, um, we should say groups, And I want to give some guidance in using those groups. You know, it's very typical, and this is such a a great lead-in to today's topic, which is what your children's emotions are mirroring for you, what they're being a messenger of. And I'm going to start with talking about what we use Facebook for, and it's an interesting phenomenon in the world in which we live. We have this experience to interact with people globally through this platform called Facebook. And I see a couple things happening in the the group situations. You know, there's also Dressing Your Truth groups. We have, just personally, Live Your Truth, our company, hosts four specific pages. I have a fan, a friends page that's full and a fan page that you can also join at um, facebook.com forward slash the Carol Tuttle. We have a Dressing Your Truth page and a Child Whisper page. So we have a strong presence on Facebook. We have collectively close to 20,000 people that we offer community support to. And the Child Whisper pages are recently new. And 
we what I notice with Facebook is it becomes an incredible support in your life to receive guidance, feedback, and support. But it also can become a great hindrance to you. And it also can be used um, with with a lack of integrity. Um, I see people saying things and sharing things that almost are like a, from an arm's length perspective. That, you know, I'm not talking to you in person. I have this medium in which to share myself and I I see things posted at times that I think would you would you be willing to say that if you were sitting in the living room with that person with your hand on their shoulder you know would you be willing to to receive what you said yourself how would you take it if you were the recipient of that I see it as a place that a lot of people use it for venting for dumping emotional stuff. And I hope with your um, listening to today's show, I'm going to give you some other options that are actually much more powerful and more beneficial to you than to express emotion outwardly to need um, and and to share with you what's happening in that moment that you feel this need to vent emotionally and seek support and where that's coming from and how it's just keeping 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 us stuck looping looping it looping it looping it and on the I want to give some guidance specifically to the child whisper pages um child whispering is an art of intuitive parenting it's a process of going within not going out To become intuitive and build your intuitive abilities, you have to clear, you have to integrate the the emotional charges that are interfering with clear intuitive guidance. So when your emotions come up, they're actually interference for your intuition. Going outward to find, uh, to express that emotion outwardly keeps you from integrating it, lifting the cloud cover, getting access to your intuition, and now you're in no better situation. You have no more intuitive ability than you did before. You're looking outside yourself for someone to tell you what to do. Now, I'm not saying that's all bad, yet if that becomes your practice with platforms like Facebook where you go, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm having this issue with my child. I've got to get on Facebook and ask somebody what to do without first turning within. See, have you taken that first step, the first step to become this powerful, intuitive parent is to go within first. If your first response to your discomfort and the issue that you're having with your child is to seek outward support, you cannot build your intuition. You can't access it. You can't follow it because you're, you're not asking it. You have to go within to tap into that. It's the vital first step. And so you'll never see the next time an issue comes up, you won't have you have no momentum there. You have no momentum in 
and really accessing and building and opening and expanding your intuitive abilities as a parent. My book, The Child Whisperer, teaches you a system called energy profiling to first see your child's nature. What type are they? How do they move through the world? What should their personality be developing into based on that core movement? What are their natural thought and feeling processes that they are born innately with? What are they motivated by? What do they feel honored by? Energy profiling becomes kind of the roadmap to see your child. Once you know their nature, now you have this ability to use intuition, to be guided by spirit, to have, you know, your sixth chakra, your sixth energy center, it's the middle of your forehead, it's your third eye, that's your intuitive energy center. It only, it's an, it operates by insight. Notice the word in, going within, turning inward, inner vision, inner sight, opening your inner understanding, receiving ahas, receiving inspirations, receiving revelations, receiving promptings, receiving understandings inwardly. So when you act outwardly first, you don't access that. You do not develop it. You do not create momentum with it. So really, the child whisper is built on a two-step process. First, the first step is, I need to learn my child's nature. Which of the four types do they express their core movement in? The older they have become, and the lack of your being able to see that, the more it may be masking them, masking itself from you. Have you very likely have influenced them to conform to your needs, to your disciplinary approaches, so that they're able to basically emotionally survive in your family. And so by age 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, into their teens, they may not be expressing their true nature fully at this point. But they're still, it's still there, and they're still, you need to keep reading the book. You need to ask. You need to go within. Ask God to show you who is my child. Help me see what I'm doing that is compromising them, that is requiring them to show up differently than the truth of who they are. Those are all inward processes, inner experiences. And so I'm going to invite all of you that are involved in the Child Whispering group, and I'm going to post this today. I'm going to invite you all to listen to this show. And I'm going to invite you to take that first step um, in the Child Whisper. You know, the first step in the Child Whisper process is knowing your child's true nature. The second step is in developing your intuitive parenting style. And the first step in that is to go within and not act outwardly seeking outward. You know, once you go within and you're starting to get insights, share those insights. Ask for others to share their insights. If you're blocked, there's something that you need to work on with yourself. That's your own stuff. So let's talk about that, this phenomena of what are your child's emotions mirroring for you? And I can pretty much, you know, in today's world, there's usually at least one of your children 
that will play that role more significantly than others, that they've agreed to be your messenger. It's so your spirits got together before you came here and you made this really lovely agreement and you needed to be shown what inner work you needed to do to really open yourself to truth and the freedom of your true self and the love that you have for your true self. You asked the spirit to say, will you please play this role and be my messenger and push my buttons? I want you to really, really stay true to that. I know I have one of those children, and he's been very committed in that. And now we're in a process now of shifting that so that we can all love each other. And he doesn't need to do that for me anymore because I'm really on board, and I really am committed to my personal process, which I have been for many years, but he just helped me take it to another level. So when a child shows up emotional, your first thought is you have to, your mind will say, I have to fix this. I have to stop it. I have to correct it. Because we have been trained in our culture that emotional discomfort is something we have to change. In my book, Remembering Wholeness, I use the reference that emotion is energy in motion. It's energy. It's vibrating, pulsating energy with an electrical charge. I teach this in Remembering Wholeness. That is energy in motion. It all has its place. Now, for the benefit of the readers, I do reference that there are positive and negative emotions in that book because we refer to the lower frequency energies as negative emotions that we've labeled as fear, sadness, anger, grief, um, resentment. You know, we go on and on. There's all kinds. But the, the truth of it is that they are just low frequency energies that are not conducive to our natural high vibrational state. We actually are very familiar with them, and I teach this in Remembering Wholeness as well, that what's natural is to feel a high vibration of divine love, divine truth, and divine self in our human experience and to be vibrating in alignment with our true nature, our type. What's familiar is being in this funk of disconnect from that and to be vibrating these lower energy vibrations anger, sadness, fear. And so our system gets really, um, a little bit, it gets addicted to those charges and we keep recreating scenarios so that we can keep feeling it. In Remembering Wholeness, I tell the story of one day, many, you know, several years ago when I recognized this and that joy was an unfamiliar daily experience. Pleasure and joy were not familiar to me. And I was familiar you know, what was familiar was turmoil, frustration, and a lack of joy. And so I started to practice a daily practice of saying, I am living in joy, and it is familiar. And I'm now revisiting that on a whole nother level. I'm now choosing each day to create, to bring. I start my day with this mantra. I am bringing 1% more pleasure into my day today. Only 1%. I've done this now for, this is my third day, so I'm up to 3%. Because I'm not looking to overhaul it overnight. My system can't sustain it. It can't stick it. But I can do 1% a day. 1% a day is achievable to sustain more joy and pleasure. So when your children show up with an emotional discomfort, your mind is going to kick in and say, I've got to fix this. There's a problem. 
Well, the mind has been trained that we've got to stay away from these feelings because you were taught that as a child. We are emotionally immature as a culture. We have never been raised, we were not raised to feel our feelings, to that to have them validated, to just be with them and let them work themselves out. And so what if you were to, the next time one of your children presents an emotional charge, what if you were to respond with invitation rather than resistance? And that invitation would sound like, in your mind, I am going to validate this, and I am going to feel the discomfort I feel along with my child. And I'm going to say to them, your feelings are valid. Let's feel this together. Let's just sit and breathe and feel this. And you have every right to have these feelings. Now, they're going to make their feelings about something because we always have to put a story on the feeling. What if we just didn't deal with that? What if we just put that aside and said, maybe what they want necessarily isn't valid or timely or even correct, but their feelings are. What if we separated the feeling experience from the actual story it's attached to and we just embrace the feeling moment, the feeling experience? Because the biggest thing your children are mirroring for you when they have emotion and you have discomfort around that is the belief that I'm going to, I'll refer to it as negative emotion, but I'm only using that for the benefit of your mind sees it as that. It's really just lower frequency energies. Those negative emotions are inappropriate. That's what they're mirroring to you when you have discomfort around it. They're mirroring, you have a belief, when you then feel the discomfort, you're showing yourself, it's not okay to feel this, and we have to change it, and I've got to fix this. So I don't have to feel this way as the parent, because my child is making me uncomfortable. Now you'll know when you're free of that, and you're you're going to be able to be in the experience and feel peaceful amidst the charge of your child and be present to then receive inspiration to go in go inward to receive an intuitive hit what's really going on here is it even about what they're presenting to me most likely not i teach that really clearly in the child whisper that The issue at hand that your child is expressing emotion about is probably not even the real issue. The deeper issue is they don't feel heard, honored, and understood in the family and by you as the parent. That's at the core of most uncomfortable emotion. They'll create some behavioral pattern to try and get your attention, whether it's not doing their chores, going to bed at night, um, you know, and, may, and maybe they're just moving through life true to their nature, and you don't like that because you didn't get to the other. Uh, the other big thing, children mirror for us is, how dare you get to be yourself? I didn't get to be myself when I was a child, so we get angry and frustrated about the fact that we weren't given support and permission, and somehow our child is going to do it with or without us. They're going to stay true to themselves, and they're not going to comply. And that pushes our buttons because in our story, we didn't get to do that. And this is a generation of very high vibrational beings that are coming into this world, embodied as infants and children, that are on board for truth. And the truth starts with being true to themselves. And they're going to show you 
where do you still have beliefs in families? What are the roles for your family system to look good? What are your cultural beliefs that you have to comply to that you're now inducing on your child? Because, you know, your children are going to push your buttons around that stuff and show you what you're hanging on to to say, well, you have to do that because what would everybody think? Or that's just what you have to do because I'm the parent and you're the child. So they're going to show you a lot of that as well. They're going to mirror that for you. Now, if a child of the same type is pushing your buttons, they're showing you one of two things. Either how you shut yourself down or by doing the same thing as you, or they're going to show you they refuse to and again send that message to you that is deep inside you, that anger and that resentment, I had to comply and compromise who I am. Why aren't you? That's just the way it works here on this planet in family systems. So type your own type child can push your buttons for that reason. A child that's different than your type may be mirroring your parents. Maybe you had a type 3 mother that you have not cleared and integrated your emotional charges and the child in you resents that. Your child resents, the inner child within you resents your own child because their energy is replicating an authority figure in your life, most likely your parents, that you have unresolved issues with. And they're going to push your buttons on that one. You're going to feel a lot of emotional charge on that. So the mirroring occurs to show you when you have an emotional charge, your child is a messenger, they're mirroring something to you for you to look at within yourself. If you go outwardly and try and change the experience with your child first and fix it, you will not create ultimate permanent change. You have to go within and you have to work with your emotional self. You have to identify your emotional issues. Remembering wholeness is a great resource to start that practice. My Carol Tuttle Healing Center gives you great support to start that practice of going within, going within yourself, going into your own emotional landscape and owning it as your stuff to really go inward and not just act outwardly to fix what appears to be something that's wrong. That um, You've got to fix something with your child. It's about fixing, healing something with your inner child. And that outer child, the child in your family, is representing your inner child. All emotional discomfort is connected to our childhood. Our unmet needs, our un heard expressions, our unvalidated emotion. And now that we're adults, it's our job to go within and parent ourselves. And yet if you're not practicing that, you can't do it. And there'll just be lots of rounds and rounds and rounds of your children playing this role for you. And so you, when you go within and you start really practicing your own inner work, you free yourself up, you free your children up, you free everybody up to start creating really wonderful, healthy, 
awesome relationships and you start to give yourself the capacity to operate from intuition. And I highly support you. I highly recommend you start practicing practicing this going within, turning within. What are your emotions telling you? What is your inner child wanting you to know? I have a really great CD also called Healing Your Childhood Issues. You can get that at caroltuttle.com. I take you through a process of visualization where you meet your inner child, you get acquainted with your inner child, and you get to start a relationship with your inner child. And that's just really important for you to do your inner work, to have that relationship with your inner child. I've been working with my inner child since 1987. It's been a very strong practice of my work, um, personally, and in my private practice work with my coaching and my clients. And I do see people. If you're interested in support in private sessions with me, you can email support at liveyourtruth.com and they'll hook you up with the information and details around that. And I get a lot of progress. Um, I can always find the age you took on a belief, a core belief and the core imprint that you took on emotionally that's blocking you from being able to show up in your true expression of self. And that inner child is still running the show when certain things show up. So when you have, you're having the rounds with your child, let's say you're having an argument, you're both emotionally upset, it's like two children going at it and no one's going to feel heard. And so you really want to do that work so you can show up as the parent and create really amazing wonderful relationships with your children. So I'm going to go ahead and open the um, show up to questions and comments. And this topic's a great topic to have questions about. I guarantee you right now, listen to last week's show about the energy shifts. Today is November 13th. Today it's the solar eclipse. And a lot of energy is being... Um, when we have any kind of eclipses, lunar or solar, this, this is a solar eclipse. It's truly about shining light on things in a big way. So there's a lot of emotion getting opened up in humanity right now. What are you doing with that? Are you playing out drama or are you going within? Your emotional self knows how to heal this energy, but you have to be willing to go in and feel it and not act it out in a drama. So I really support you in doing that work because we're in a phase right now, The next, this month and next month, it's a huge window of opportunity to do a lot of emotional inner work and inner integration and healing. Got several callers on the line, and I have some written in questions that, again, I'm going to give priority to my live callers. So, again, um, if we have time, I'll take the questions that have been sent in. If not, I really highly recommend you just, just, you know, call in. Whether you feel comfortable in that or not, just choose to call in because I know you'll get, you know, most likely get your uh, a response from me if you can call into the show. I've got a caller from eight zero one seven seven nine. You're live on the show. Hi, Carol. It's Tara. How are you today? Hey, Tara. I'm good. Thank you. Good. 
Well, I wanted to tell you a, a success story and then ask a question. Um, so the success story, I have an 11-year-old that's a type 3. I'm a type 3. And we were working on a, a science lesson. We homeschool. And we were talking about genes and how, you know, you can get the blue eyes from your mom or however that works. And we were looking at a chart online, and I'm pointing and showing, and he was just getting more and more worked up. He couldn't get it, couldn't get it. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, what do I do? And then I just thought, okay, he's a type 3. How does he need to learn this? Okay, hands on. We have to make something he can touch. So I just got out paper and crayons, and we made different eye color flashcards. And when he could touch them and match the jeans up with his hands, he got it. Oh, that's Immediately. Cool. Immediately, See, he yeah, got it. And I love that you, exactly what I just talked about, you yeah. went in. You went in. You asked that question inwardly. Mm-hmm. And the answer came. Yep. It was fabulous. awesome. Well, and it made me, listening to you, it really made me think a lot about how I just, I really do need to turn in more. My sister and I joke all the time. We're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. We better call Carol. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's not a joke. It's, we're serious. Like, I don't know. We have to call Carol. Wait for Tuesday. Yeah. Be okay. And that's I want to add to that. Be okay to be in a place of not knowing for a period of time. Yeah, but expect to be given a knowing. See, when you're in the not knowing, that doesn't mean you're not going to know. It just means right now I don't know, yeah. but I know I will be given an answer. Yeah. Yep. Well, and I'm, then I'm if you receive a prompting to go, if you then receive a prompting, go ahead and put this on Facebook or call in or you know take an take an outward action. That's that's a response to an inner prompting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that yeah. knee-jerk reflex to say, i got to fix this because I'm feeling so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. Thanks for that story. Sure. Well, my, my question is, and I know I need to turn a little bit more inward here, but I, I did feel like I should ask you. So, okay. Um, we, and what you were saying just now about it just being a time where energy is just going wild, that's how my house feels. It's like everybody's energy is just like pouring out of them. It's and I know like the thought that comes to me now is it's shouting at me like okay, we can't just keep trying to deal with this. We have to understand. And so I'm I'm working really hard on understanding my kids. But one thing I haven't I don't know if you addressed this in the book. I haven't found it so far as like my husband and I the the stress and strain between the two of us, I know, mm-hmm. has to be affecting everybody else. Mm-hmm. We are having such a hard time right now just even liking each other, and I know that's got to be just making everything else crazy, too. I wonder what your but advice you know, would be. Um, it would be put a name to it. Have a family meeting and just explain to them, you know, things are really good in a language that's appropriate. You know, Emily father really wants us to um, heal he really is supporting us and part of that is uh, a lot of emotions are being brought up and mom and dad are just are you know we love each other we care about each other and we're just we're working on things together and put a name to it because when you can't when children are feeling something they can't name it adds more stress Mm -hmm. do it in a way that it's um, appropriate for their understanding, you know, because it's just stuff coming up, you know, and it's just what's happening right now. So give it a voice. 
and then just say, is there anybody, you know, and give an opportunity for anyone in the family to share, you know, mom and dad are here for you. We want you to all know, you know, know that and no worries. You know, adults go through this stuff. And let them share any of their fears or concerns so that they can have reassurance. Because what's happening is if the children are picking up on stuff, they're then going to assume things that are not correct and worst-case scenarios, and they're going to add to it then mm-hmm. and cause more more emotional crazy in it all. So, you know, put a name on what's being felt okay. and let everybody just work together and pray together as a family and really be there and just say, you know, we all just want to, we're all, we all, we're all here for each other. We all really all want the same thing. We're all here. We love each other. And good for us to come together and ask for help and, and really love and support each other. Okay. That sounds good. Sounds great. Yeah. And then the family unity, the, there's so much power in the family coming together, the unity of the family system. Yeah. We're so not very unified right now. Yeah, and that's a way to help bring that, you know, don't let that energy, this kind of, see, that's the thing. Emotional energy has had great power to separate people. Mm-hmm. And it's so amazing to step right into it and give it and speak truth about it because then the energy can start to integrate and organize itself. Because you look at just historically the reason families get um, fractured or the family energy gets, you know, starts to go into separation, it's because of emotional energy, because we've not been taught how to honestly talk about emotion. Right. Come together and just be real, you know, and, and create that together. So the great opportunity for your family. You'll be stronger as a family. I I believe that. We're just, it's such a struggle right now. The biggest struggle we're having is the three older kids, and and they have, the three of them combined just have a much more still, quiet energy. And the three younger kids have a huge energy. It's overpowering. And so the three older kids are feeling so frustrated by the lack of peace. Come together and create a space not out of blame to blame anybody, but just for your kids to say, this is what I'm feeling right now. And for the family Mm -hmm. to show, how can we support each other? Okay. Deal with it as a whole family. Okay. Teach your family how to come together during emotional, stressful times rather than separating. Right. You feel like, it feels scary. It feels, I recently had to, an opportunity to do this with our family and our adult children. And my son, we had a, and I'm not going to go into what it was about, but we had a family meeting Sunday night. And it was a, it was something I had to deal with. It was very uncomfortable for me, but it was it was correct to do it. And he texted me and he says, do you still feel good about getting together tonight? My response was, I don't feel good, but I feel it's correct. Because it felt incredibly uncomfortable. So he said, oh, that's fair. I said, I know what's correct. I know it's right. But it doesn't feel good. So, and it was awesome because it brought our family closer together and we're in the process of healing some stuff. And and it's, I, I continue to pray every day that God will um, do, I, 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 I turn it over every day to God and say, I can't heal this. This is bigger than me. 
and I need your help. And please, please heal our family and please set our relationships to be correct and honorable within our family group. And I have to trust Stan that, like, um, I'll just, I'll say I've, my son that I've been dealing with some issues lately, I made a choice not to interact with him for until I was told I should. And, and I haven't had any contact with him for six weeks. And today was the first day as I prayed about it and asked if it was correct for me to reach out to him. I was told yes. It's it's appropriate today. And I didn't hear back from him, and that's okay. This is my adopted son who has a lot of his own healing to do from the 15 years before he showed up in our world. And he's been a, a big mirror for me and a great messenger for me to help me heal a lot of stuff. And now I'm really, really motivated to be able to show up. I haven't been able to show up as his mom fully and completely because of what's come up in the relationship. And now I'm really working on that. And I've extended that to him and it's and whatever is I know I and again I turn that over to God and just say, This is so much bigger than me. I can't do this without divine intervention. And if right. you come together and you know, we we knelt down as a family Sunday night and just prayed and asked for God to um intervene in our behalf and then my young my other son Mark, who's my next youngest he said, Mom, do you want a blessing? And I hear I had the opportunity to receive from my 25-year-old son one of the most beautiful blessings I've ever received. And our whole, you know, all except this one child that wasn't there at the time, but we see him integrate. You know, that's going to happen in time. And so that would be my other, you know, kneel as a family and be honest in your prayers. We're struggling right now. We need help. Yeah. But let everybody in the family hear that together. That's a great idea. And let anybody that wants to be a part of that prayer, you know, we'll do that at times where we'll say, my husband and I will take turns, you know. Does anyone else want to turn to pray right now? What do you want to pray mm-hmm. for? This is bigger than us. You know, we're about, we're shifting things on this planet that have never happened before. You know, we're in a phase of growth, in emotional growth and healing we've never had an opportunity for. And so there's a lot of energy trying to prevent it, to try to do the status quo, what's the, the, the norm. You know, all those, we could say, forces of evil and all that tries to play out all its stuff. It's certainly trying to keep it from happening. That it won't, you know, ultimately God is our ally. Right. Can you think of an affirmation that might be helpful that we can put in as a family, that we can talk about and say that would be a good thing? I would for each person just say, I I am feeling loved and supported as we move through this um, challenging time. It's hard, but it's not too hard. Okay. And then, you know, again, I am grateful that we're coming through this and we're all learning and growing and we're stronger because of it. Okay. Oh, well, hey, that was a great question. Thanks for calling. Thank you. In. Thank you for your time, Carol. Mm-hmm. My next caller is from eight zero one nine six six. Um, hi, Carol. Hi. <laughs> you know, um, I I have a question about my mother um, that I've been dealing with for a while, and as I was listening to you talk about, you know, how we our children mirror our issues for us, I wonder if maybe 
I'm mirroring an issue for her um, because something I've been dealing with with her is that she's lived with us. We bought a house three years ago, and she's lived in our home for the past three years off and on. And she's never been independent on her own. She's always had to live in someone's house or have someone help her out financially. She's she's had jobs from time to time, but they've never lasted very long, and she's always kind of given up on them. And yeah, so, she so her like, her well, wounded mm-hmm. inner child's running her show. Yes. Mhm. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I know she has a lot of a lot of issues she could work through if she would, but she's never open to talking about any of those things whenever I bring them up with her. But I think it's kind of reflecting on me because I feel like this deep-seated need to take care of her and to make her happy and to Yeah. So, okay, this is how mm-hmm. it played out. Yeah. Your child at a very early age took on the role of caretaking your mom. Mhm. Yeah. So now this is playing out multiplied. Now she's living with you because your inner child still feels the need to play that out. Mm-hmm. Your inner child has never been given permission to stop that. It's not her job. Yeah, that makes sense. So you need to go in and meet with, what? Was, tell me your name again. Sarah. Sarah. Mm-hmm. You need to go in and meet with little four-year-old Sarah and say, Sarah, it's not your job to take care of mommy. And mm-hmm. she has no concept for that. I mean, come on, look how big it's. I mean, <laughs> if if you believe that, your mom has to stay in your home and keep mm-hmm. there, stay there for you so you can fulfill your life purpose, which is your four-year-old needs to be your mother's parent. Definitely, that makes sense. See? And until you shift that, your mom can't change for you. Mm-hmm. She can't become independent because you need her to play this out so you can fulfill your four-year-old's life purpose, which is I need to caretake my mother. It's not a good place to be in, I don't think. No. <laughs> no, you're going to get really, your adult self is like, I'm really done with this, you know. Yeah, so and I think. Say, you can you can mm-hmm. make all these uh, all this effort from your adult self and get, you know, try and change it, da-da-da-da-da. But as long as that little girl in you, that little four-year-old that took on that job unknowingly, she had mm-hmm. no other option. True. If she wanted to survive in life, in order to even get the most meager needs met from your mother, which was, you know, some aspect of mothering, your four-year-old came up with a very creative plan to say, well, maybe if I take care of her, she can take care of me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I no think blame to your four-year-old. <laughs> She was a genius at the time. It's like, wow, that's pretty ingenious when you're four. Because it works. Well, it's not working now. It it got me by with what I needed, I think, at the time. It got you by, but your little girl Mm -hmm. self is crying for your help to say, I can't do this anymore. And you can't, you know, that's where I've given you a real specific that to get my CD, Clear Your Childhood Issues, would be really helpful to go on the healing center and do that healing work. You know, you need some support for yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because until you can release yourself energetically from this, you can't deal with your mom as an adult and say, um, "It's time for you to take care of yourself, mom," mm-hmm. and be a you know, and to kind of shift that whole thing. That's like a conversation yeah. you can't even have until you've shifted things in yourself. For sure. Well, and that that makes complete sense to me because I. It's like every time I come to her to talk to her about the issues we're facing, I always 
have I feel this need like I I need to tell her how she's making me feel, but yet she's not really making me feel that way. You know, it's it's just something I'm feeling because of the way that she is, and I have to fix that before yeah. I can really deal it's with. It's all what's you going know. It's it's, it's it's all backwards. It's running mm-hmm. all backwards. You know? Yeah, well, I remember I, did, I, I became my mom's parent at an early age. I did the mm-hmm. same thing, and my mother. I even uh, you know, it's as though if I were to have cast my mother in a role and gave her a script. Here I am, an adult woman. This is several years ago, and she said to me, "You should have been the mother. You're the one that's stronger." My mom tells I'm me like, that often. <laughs> well, I looked at my mom and I said, "Mom, don't say that to me. I mm-hmm. needed you to be my mother, and you were very capable of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not the mom." Yeah, and my mother did. And I, that I was doing a lot of work on that anyway, so it was like it was appropriate for me to say it because I got it. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I needed you as my mother, and you're perfectly capable of that. And don't say that anymore because it's not correct. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah. was, she got it, and she never said mm-hmm. it again. Yeah. Well, my mom says that quite often. She, you know, I've heard from time to time throughout my life, oh, you, I feel more like you're the mother and I'm the child. Everyone always, well, as a child, right. put me on this pedestal like I was <laughs> the most amazing person. And, right. you know, now and she's correct. That's why it's running. <laughs> yeah. And that makes sense. It does. It's, it's, it, I think it's been a challenge my entire life because she's, she's been into depression on and off throughout her life. And sure. I think that's, that's partly why I kind of had to step in there because there were days where she would just, you know, we lived yeah. with my grandparents, yeah. but she would just but retreat. But you don't live in you don't live in that story anymore. So it's no, no. It. And, and she, she actually just moved out a couple of days ago. But if she shows because, up and says it again, say, mm-hmm. "Mom, you're right, and I'm changing that because that's not mm-hmm. supportive of me or you." Mhm. That that sounds good. And I'd love for your support in changing that with me. Mhm. Yeah, I think that that definitely rings true. Yeah, she she just moved out a couple of days ago, and it's it's been really hard for me because I feel like because I'm running that script, I that yeah, I keep yeah. wanting, I keep feeling like I need to say, well, you can come back if you want to, because she's living well, in my trailer. Well, your four-year-old doesn't know what to do. You've got get that CD, meet mm-hmm. the four-year-old, give okay. her. I'll take you through steps on how to engage her in her four-year-old life. You, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a whole process I take you through with that CD. That's great. Clearing your childhood issues where you really show up now for your four-year-old and you're saying, you get to be four. And she's going to go, I have no idea how to be four years old or what does a four-year-old do? And you get to help her learn. That looks like Mm -hmm. playtime. That looks like being a kid, you know. See, Mm -hmm. and that part of you is kind of like, I don't know what to do right now. I'm supposed to take my life purposes to care for my mother. Yeah. So what a great opportunity you have right now. For sure. I have another question about about her uh, in general. I don't know if this kind of... Um, is something I need to fix that first before this is answered or not. But um, I kind of feel like this need, like I need to be independent of her, like almost push her out of my life entirely <laughs> at well, times. Because that's, that's been your only way of knowing how to resolve it because you haven't mm-hmm. been tapping into the inner stuff. Mm-hmm. See, gotcha. that's your adult or your adult saying, the only way I'm going to get free of this is that extreme. That's not the case. Start doing yeah. your inner work. Yes, so, I mean, but thanks for thanks for your question. I really appreciate everything that came as a result of that. And my next caller is from five two zero eight two nine. You're live on the show. Hi, Carol. This is Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi. Um, I have a success, and he um, and a question. I okay. have um, a twelve year old type two with a secondary one, and a four year old type. I mean, a seven year old type four. 
And I have radically changed homework and response after school based on the child whisper. Oh, thank you. And it's been amazing because I I realized that just because a child is younger does not mean that they need more helicopter mom parenting, especially if he's a type 4. He can go into his little room and sit at his desk and come yeah. to me if he has questions. It has been a huge change for our family. Thank you. I'm so Thank you. glad. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. And with my 12-year-old, who is the type 2 with a secondary 1, he has been um, feeling, I think, feeling quite honored, and our relationship has grown having me sit near him in the kitchen just doing parallel work while he's there. He just feels supported, having that closeness. And yeah. you and Anne had talked about having a snack, and that has made such a difference. Um, but what my issue is right now is past abuse. There was quite a lot of abuse in um, my marriage prior to getting out of it two years ago. And it seems like he has stepped into the position of uh, kind of intensifying all the energy in a negative way when he's mm-hmm. feeling uncomfortable. So he, like, brings the words and the the abuse yeah. from the marriage into that when he gets either not listened to. And I'm, Which I'm quieting myself to see that. I'm sorry? Which child is this? The 12-year-old? The 12-year-old. Yeah, the two. The hey, what? Two. And he's a boy? Yes. He's a boy? Okay. What can happen is, um, especially a, a child that wants to keep the family connected, mm-hmm. I think he stepped into daddy, to to the space that, um, your it's your ex-husband mm-hmm. vacated. So he's he, filling his dad's role. He had it's like a space got um, vacated, and he energetically put himself in it. That's exactly what it feels like, which is very contrary they to his need nature. Need to now give him permission to even explain that, like to him, and say that's not your job. Mm-hmm. That's not your job. Your father is your father, and um, mommy doesn't have a husband right now, but that's okay. And it's not your job to fill that space, and you need to be your 12-year-old self. Okay, and and part of that is he's a type 2 with a secondary 1, and his father is a 4 with a secondary 3. So it's all of the energy that he's running on or that he's yeah. trying to bring in is so contrary to him that it's like yeah. I can't find well, him under all of that. He doesn't even know he's doing it, but as you name it and give voice to it, the energies can sort themselves out. Oh, really? Just knowing it will help Oh, him. yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. The energies will then follow the order of what's being shared to say this is the intent. Energy follows intention. It, you know, That's why as we speak to things and name things, and bring it, it allows the energy to order itself properly and come into its correct um, and pray for that in, in behalf yeah. of your son. Please bless my son to play his correct role in the family, which is my oldest son. And, wow. you know, let the energy, um, emotional energy gets all whacked out and messy and crazy and chaotic. <laughs> we're not working with it. We're not yeah. naming it. We're not talking about it, you know. So you got to do that to then the energy follows the order of what you're expressing. Wow. Okay, and a, a secondary, just a, a minor secondary on that is I'm a type 1 with a secondary 2, and both of my sons are the 12-year-old's a type 2 and the 7-year-old's a type yeah. 4. So it's a lot of what sometimes is supposed to be quiet, but it feels very down and like well, we're you not need happy. To get out with get your happy. girlfriends. You need to get out with your girlfriends once a week. 
as you opposed do. to trying you get to get out my and, kids and play to up. play and have fun and yep, and not include and and not make it with them because even when you go do fun, pleasurable things with them, it's going to be more low key. So it you've really got to get out. Yes. You've got to yes. get out where you can like ramp up your energy with people that you do that with. Okay, so even though they're children, you don't need to find your playful energy with your. You don't need to express that. Their with playful them. energy is a much different movement than yours. It really is. I always thought they weren't yeah. happy enough. Yeah. No. Okay. No. You got to get out and just kick up your heels with your friends. <laughs> okay, I <laughs> will come do back that. to your more low key children. <laughs> There you go. Thank you, Carol. You just have the most amazing ministry to all of us. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thanks for calling in. My next caller is from 801518. You are on the air. Hello. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Uh, Margo. I'm shaking here. I guess i really. I have a question. Well, let me show you first what I've learned about my type 1 daughter, she is seven, and I read your book, and um, I didn't feel like I could connect with her or understand her. And I played with her when she came from school, and we danced, and we had a lot of fun. And at night when I went to bed, I found a little letter that she wrote full of hearts and flowers and another envelope in my sheet with the most amazing things about me. Mom, you're so cool. You're awesome. I love you, you know. And I I just couldn't believe how simple that was. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And, <laughs> and um, my question is about um, ADD or ADHD. I have two children diagnosed with that and my husband. And I wonder sometimes if I have that, um, I guess it could be confused with the type 1 characteristics. So it kind of throws me off. Um, I have a 12-year-old that's, I think type 3, and she takes medication, and she is an amazing daughter. And my son that's 9, and I think is a type 2 with a secondary 1, and that's where I can, you know, mix things up. He's med- he chose to have medication too, and I don't know if I'm typing them right, or what's your view and how ADHD or ADD looks like in each type. Well, that's <laughs> where, you know, again, you're working with, you've got, I I think you need to pray about being shown who your children are and let them that be revealed because you've got interferences right now that are not allowing it to, you know, express fully 100% correctly. And, and ADHD is a neurological, it's either just a misunderstanding and a lack of perceptual um, recognition of a child's movement. If there is a neurological mm-hmm. scenario that's really playing out, that's very often mm-hmm. a byproduct of stress anyway because any imbalance in the body is first and foremost um, a result of emotional stress. And see, some things have to mm-hmm. get kind of cleared up so that your children can start to show up for who they are. Okay. So give it more time and make it a very prayerful endeavor on your approach to be shown who your children are um, and... I I speak to if your children do need support for any condition neurologically, the company I highly recommend is called True Hope at truehope.com. They have formulas oh. and natural supplements that help bring the brain chemistry back into balance if it truly is oh, not running properly. And they have a great um, support team 
that they even do phone consultations for you to describe what's going on, and I highly recommend you connect with them. Go to truehope.com because if your children are medicated, um, there's a way to shift that. And for them to live true to their nature and to have whatever what support they need for their brain, brain chemistry to come back into balance. Okay. Right. They they see, they seem happy with the results and medication and everything. And it's just a question I always had in the back of my mind. You know, is there anything else that should be done? <laughs> so, no, I, I medication just it interferes with natural neurological mm-hmm. um, processes in the brain that will then then alter the behavioral um, dynamic. But ultimately, it's an interference rather than. It's it's yeah. not a cure. It's not a it's not yeah. working with the natural biology and physiology of our brain. Mm-hmm. And I've I've dealt with depression in my life, and I do believe the a core of it is I was not I was not honored for my true nature. So here you have a type mm-hmm. three little child that's just you know pent all this energy gets pent up in my developmental years. You don't you know that's going to cause a lot of um, disruption in my whole neurology. So mm-hmm. I've had to work to correct that, which I have successfully. Mm-hmm. And, and the Com- True Hope has been a great support in my effort of that for the last, I don't know, six, seven years that I've known about them. Anyway, thanks for the call. I've got a few more callers I want to get to. I have two more. I'm going to, if we uh, go off air, I am going to get to both of you that are still on the line. Um, but it will the recording will capture it. This is eight zero one four seven five. You're live on the show. Hi, Carol. Hi, this is Jennifer. I am a type four, and um, really interesting show today. Um, as you. you as you talk about the energy shift, it, I have four children, and um, three of them are type fours. I'm married to a type one, um, and then one of my children is a type one. And um we have like two teams. <laughs> the type one team and the type one. Yes, team. <laughs> pretty much. Um unfortunately because my husband is gone often, um my type one son is <laughs> pretty much his own team. But um he he's gone through some things anyway about the energy shift that you've talked talked about. My type four children have become very calm and grounded. It's been interesting. But my type 1 son has become wound up. I listened to your um, show last week, how you talked with a, a mom about her type 1 son, about how he's she just figured it out and he was wound up. And I just feel like he's really wound up. He does have a strong secondary four. Um, I've been yeah, thinking not, a lot me, of. Let it. me respond. Let me respond to you because I am. I have very little time, and we're gonna okay. for those for the live show. I, it's gonna go off air in about a minute, but I'm still able to stay on, and it gets recorded. And I'll be able to. Res- I'm gonna respond to your question, and so the show's gonna go over the official time today. At, He's the one getting the most affected because he's the one that's compromised himself the most. Unknowingly, unbeknownst to you, you can't help having that um, byproduct when you have four type fours in a family. And 
your husband's not the primary caregiver in his daily experience, so you've got this one type one child amidst this environment of structure and alignment and balance. And see, it's going he's going to have not been able to live true to his nature just because he his energy adapts to the environment that's the strongest. Whatever's presenting mm-hmm. itself the most without him knowing I'm adaptable and this is who I really am. He doesn't have a place to keep coming back to that. So he just kept adapting, adapting, adapting to your structure. What's happening right. now is it's almost like he's unwinding it. Okay. And it's kind of almost like a spaz energy. And that's okay. Help well, it, move. It's, it's coming out anger. And that was yeah. the thing I was going to... Well, wouldn't I, you it, be angry that, if you had adapted yes. your whole life? <laughs> And you're yes, a type I one. Would. Okay. He also had he had a friend um, about three weeks ago that died from a choking game, and this is when I've noticed this shift in him. That okay, so been, that represents losing something, losing myself, losing my friend. I'm angry. I'm angry about losing myself and this family. I'm angry about he doesn't know all this consciously. How old is this child? He's 13. He's actually read the Child Whisperer. And he's okay. Red, um, so talk he's to me about you're angry and you're you're angry at the losses, the loss of yourself, the loss of your friend. I your your anger's valid. Okay. It's valid. I'm here to help okay. you. I'm here to support right. you. You have a right to be angry. Tell me everything you're angry about. Let's go on an anger walk. Let's okay. Our bodies. That would be awesome for him. Go on an anger walk. I want this walk is dedicated to what you're angry about, and mommy is just here to hear it, just to listen to it. You don't have to do anything about fixing it, changing it. Just hear it. That energy will work itself out. It just, okay. Right now, that anger just wants to be heard. That's it. Okay. That's that's very helpful. And, Thank and you. Sure, and if it brings up your anger, you can get you can say, "Well, I'm angry about this. Can I add? <laughs> I'm gonna well, throw I'm not... something for myself. <laughs> I'm angry that I and didn't that... know this about you, and now you had to go through this." <laughs> Well, it's it's obvious, and before the child whisperer, when he would do this, it was you know I my code word for him was naughty, and I oh you know, see not naughty. Hey, hey, I'm angry that I called you were naughty. I'm angry that okay. I didn't know this about you. Go on okay. an anger walk. I really think that's a great idea. No, I I Thank love you. that. I love that. That would be a good idea. One more quick question, because he's obviously doesn't care about his room. He has a he shares. He has to share right now with his type four brother, who has a secondary one. So he puts up with it, but drives me crazy. Is it wrong for me to come and clean his room, or yes. would it be? Yeah, it is. Because you keep so sending just, the message that you're not okay who you are. Okay, so just it needs to look different. Shut his door because that's an obvious. It needs to look different than it is. Okay. And telling okay. you, know, if rather than it driving you crazy, I'm I'm really encouraging parents to drop that. It's just, okay. it's better to say, this is so contrary to my nature. Okay. It's so different. It's not something that I relate to, that I feel it's it causes, you know, it feels uncomfortable. Be honest right. about it. And then just tell them, but it's your room. And, you know, I've sent the message so many times to you, you can't be who you are. And so I'm going to stop cleaning your room because you have full permission to be you. Okay. And when we get to a point where you feel like 
you really we've moved through some stuff and we'll talk about how to um I can support you in managing your space. So you're not abandoning that. You're going to come back to that. But right now, that's like the least of concerns is whether this kid has a clean room. Right. Let this child show up. Let him come alive and then as you've created rapport and trust and and he's really present now in his life, then approach the room topic and say hey, let's talk about how I can support you in managing your room because it's really good to learn to be responsible for your stuff. Okay. But it's not there yet, you know. That's interesting because, yeah, okay. Yeah. Thanks for the call. Appreciate I appreciate it. it. I'd Thank love you. to hear about your anger walk. Call back in after you've done that. Okay, I will. Okay. All okay. right. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. My last caller, 704, you are live on the show. Hi, Carol. Hi. We went um, over for you. Thank you. That was awesome of you. <laughs> um, I'm calling. I am a type 1, and I have, um, I think one of my twin daughters is a 1, and the other one is a 2, and then I have a 4 daughter and, I think, a type 1 son. Still trying to figure them out. My one, my type 1 children, I'm trying to figure out if they're a 1 or if they're 3s, but anyway. Um, I am calling in because I have the question. Um, I'm having kind of a similar thing going on as your first caller that we are just having emotions like crazy. My twin girls are 12, and then I have an 8-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old son. And I don't know if it's because we're acknowledging all these feelings and letting them be the feelings that they are. Um <clears throat> I felt like throughout my life as a parent, I had been pretty good at saying your feelings are okay, your feelings are okay. What you do with it is very important, though. Your behavior is important with what you do with those feelings kind of thing. So one of my, what my question is, is how is are you supposed to separate the feelings from the behavior? And if so, how do you manage that? I know... Yeah, I do. I'm I do rambling. I'm all over the place because I'm a one. But <laughs> you need to first validate emotion, not do anything about it. Just validate it by hearing it, recognizing it, saying your feelings are valid. I hear you. You have mm-hmm. you have a right to feel. Right, you and have we've a right been to saying that. But we've been having so much screaming and yelling lately, especially from our two um, daughter, which um, which. It's really hard hey, for I, me. I want to remind yeah, parents okay. that you haven't had this information very long. Yes. Okay. The good news is your daughter feels safe enough to express her emotion. Good for her. Yes. She's a very emotional being. She feels yes. safe now, and she's making up for some lost time. Ride it out. <laughs> I'm okay, serious. what about any hitting that happens? Just, what do That's I say okay. about that? That's not okay. Yeah. If there's a physical, then whoever's doing that says, okay, you need to be engaged in something physical. Maybe you need to go on an anger walk with them. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, it is get it out. Get, get it physical. More than, okay. Yeah, 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 totally. See, okay. make, put some physical activity to it, to the okay. emotion. Talk it out okay. while you're walking. Okay. Express it. Give it both physical and verbal expression. But, um, again, your children haven't had permission to be themselves. They're going to – they're they're – Clearing out stuff. Yeah. Because now you're giving them that chance. So ride it out. Okay. You're on a big. You're on a ride at Disneyland. Woohoo! <laughs> and someday, 
definitely what it's been like lately. Crazy. (laughs) It does. It is crazy. But you see, I did long lines for those rides. Oh yeah. And maybe I am some nights like, you need to kick in your type oneness and say, "Come on, we all just need to get out and go get, yeah, you know, go true. to." You know, I'm not a big fan of fast food, but you can always find. You know, once in a while, it's no big deal. We're going to McDonald's. You can get anything you want. I don't care. We just need to get out. Yeah, uh, that's a very good thought. Definitely. I Let's go. Who wants to yeah, come? That's usually what it is. That's okay. Um, Do it. My um, type four daughter has been um, very worried about me leaving all the time, especially me. Um, and uh, she has all kinds of worries about that lately. We have an um, overnighter that my husband and I are supposed to go on on Thursday, and she's completely beside herself about it. I realized when we left... You're going out of town? Yes. Well, only one night, but I realized she knows this, and we've talked about it, and um, we've come up with a bunch of options. She doesn't like any of them. Her only option is, I want you to stay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, over the weekend, we went on a date, and I realized as we were trying to process all this, because we were an hour and a half late going out on a date. Cause she yeah. Okay, let me let me go back that. to, uh, uh, I'm gonna, I want to wrap this up, but my sense okay. is there's something coming up from her birth. Okay. And I don't know her birth story, but we posted some really awesome videos on the Carol blog. Um I've done some birth clearings with Anne. We did a clearing for her daughter, Katie. But something's coming up that I'm feeling her, she's feeling abandoned. It goes back to Mm -hmm. her birth probably. So I I don't want to get into that right now. I don't have time. But she's Uh presenting something that's much deeper that she needs help in in addressing. So go to the Carol blog, and I know the last couple of weeks we've posted these videos where I've done these sessions with Anne. Okay. And even again, your awareness of that allows the energy to start to shift. Okay. And give a voice to it. She's feeling abandoned. Okay. She's feeling like okay. she's being, and that scares her. Even acknowledging that with her and saying, I know you're feeling abandoned. Mommy and Daddy are still going to go, and how can I, you know, make sure that she has very specific times that you'll call her or that you're going to set things in place so she and to tell her this is something about this is, pro, this is something that um, may have happened earlier in your life and and imagine you and her doing a visualization where you're holding her as a little baby telling that little baby girl you're right there for her you're always there for her okay redo we teach you how to do a um i have lots of support on how to do birth clearings and birth uh, reframing the births for your children mm-hmm. so that these abandonment a lot of abandonment issues come up from birth just our you know just a lot of the things that happen in birth have a quality of feeling abandoned um in our human experience so that's just uh, a core that's issue so interesting because she was never away from me when she was born Hey, just coming out of the womb into this place? Are you kidding me? That, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then the yeah. umbilical cord okay. being cut? It could be that. You don't know, yeah. you know. Okay. We can't okay. say that it was, you know, there's just, there's or she's running something from the family generations. You see what I'm saying? It's just maybe her story wasn't extreme, but there's stuff in the DNA. Yeah. There always is. So she's just showing it. So Okay. Well, thanks for calling in. Thank you so much, Carol. I really appreciate your thoughts. You're welcome. Thank you.
Well, thanks to everyone that uh, we went a few minutes over today. Thanks to everyone that tuned in, that uh, called in. Thank you so much for your work as parents and your dedication to making life um, a fabulous experience for yourself and your children. And I will be off next week. Let's see, next week? Yes, next week. Are you kidding me? I can't believe Thanksgiving's next week. Oh, my goodness, but it is. And I'm going out of town, going home to visit my parents in California, Northern California. We're traveling there with my children. going to do some fun things, so I'm going to take Tuesday off next week, so I'll be back live in two weeks. I'll talk to you then. Have a great rest of the week. For more information on Carol's revolutionary energy profiling system and her natural healing methods, go online to Carol's blog at www.thecarolblog.com where you can learn more about purchasing her groundbreaking energy profiling book, It's Just My Nature, and her best-selling energy healing book, Remembering Wholeness. That's www.thecarolblog.com for all of Carol Tuttle's amazing resources. To submit questions to Carol Tuttle's Better Parenting Show, email your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. That's parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Thank you for being part of today's show.